Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of the Here Can We Go Brownies podcast. A beautiful Wednesday in June. Dustin, how you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, how's uh, how's South Carolina treating you? What's you know what? what? South Carolina is nice. It's warm. It's hot. It's beautiful. I'm Allie. He's Dustin. This is the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm in South Carolina. He's out in Idaho. Um, you know, we're here for a good time. We're here for a good time. The sun's out today here in South Carolina. It's a beautiful day. Um, ain't nothing but positivity tonight. That's what we're rolling with. And we've got a jam-packed show coming at you uh, here in about 20 minutes. We're going to welcome Brown's defensive tackle, fourth round pick out of the Ohio State University, Tommy Togiai, joining the program for an exclusive one-on-one interview with yours truly. So we're looking forward to that. So stick around. Uh, it's about 8.20 tonight. Uh, we're going to talk OTAs. We're going to talk, talk a little Jarvis softball. We're going to talk uh, I was, some I was, I was jealous, Allie. I, wanted, I was too. I was watching the videos. I was excited. I'm like, man, I wish I could be tailgating at 5 a.m. It looked like a lot of fun. So we'll get into that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of uh, some interesting comments from guys like Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb. We'll get into all of that. Some nice press availability out of some Cleveland Browns players uh, over the past couple of days. So we're going to unpack all of that. Uh, but before we do so, we want to give a quick shout out to our good friends over at Stadium Mustard, um, one of the exclusive sponsors of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. And we are so proud uh, to represent them. They've got the most iconic mustard brand in all of the world, especially in Northeast Ohio. So Browns fans, if you don't have Stadium Mustard in your home, you're doing it all wrong. So go get you're not, your- You're not a Browns fan. You're not a Browns fan. So go get some Stadium <laughs> Mustard. You can get that uh, over at herewegobrownies.com. Uh, click on the icon for Stadium Mustard. It'll take you directly to their website to order direct. Uh, so go check them out over at Stadium Mustard. Um, Dustin, so let's talk fun first. Let's talk a little Jarvis softball. We're, we're wow. gonna get into it here. How about that, that, uh, that hit out of Baker? Did you expect that? Well, just the walk-off kind of feeling. I, I don't know. I just, here's the thing, it, no matter what you played sports, Ali, it just goes to show you if you're talented, you're talented, right? If you have a softball in your hand, you have a football in your hand or a bat in your hand, right? You're just talented. You're a gifted athlete, right? You're, you're born that way. Um, and I just, I don't know that feeling that like, after I saw that, I was like, can the season start tomorrow? Please. I was like, cause you could tell the crowd was pumped. Um, I tell you what it says a lot about the Cleveland Browns, the fact that all those players showed up for Jarvis, uh, there is unity. We talk about this all the time, but this team really feels like they're focused. They have a mission and it just goes to show you, Allie, I mean, it's going to be euphoria this fall in Cleveland. These fans that have not been able to tailgate, they were out there at 5 a.m. with all their rigs, 7,000 strong Allie for a softball game, by the way, that doesn't have any winner. Basically, it's just a celebrity softball game. The fans are clamoring. Um, I I can't get what I can't wait to get back to Cleveland, Allie. In true Cleveland Browns fan base fashion, we show up just like we always do, just like we did in one and fifteen and zero and sixteen. You show up, you support your guys, you support you support your team. Um, a lot of fun. It looked like a, a really good time. Unfortunately, we weren't able to be there. I would have loved to. Uh, the fans were having a good time. The players were having a good time. But Baker Mayfield, he gets up, walk off. You're just an athlete. Like, you just have it. Doesn't matter if you've played baseball when you were five years old uh, to basketball in high school. If you did it and you still have it, Baker Mayfield, my God. Well, Kareem launched one too. Kareem put one. But just that form, just his yeah. form was like, 
I mean, I know he was a very good baseball player um, growing up and, you know, at Oklahoma, like he was very, very good, very talented, but my God, that swing was a thing of beauty, man. It was a natural, it was like, a oh my God. yeah, yeah. Like he knew unbelievable. The box and yeah. Actually, I say unbelievable. It was not unbelievable. That's true Baker form right there. Is what it is. It's just what he does. <laughs> well, Allie, speaking of the fans, let's just put this out there for all you Browns fans like us. We've been there since basically birth, right? We, you know, win or, win or lose, we're there. How about the fact that there are now 10,000 people, Allie, waiting in line to get in that stadium behind you? That blows me away but that just goes to show you how loyal our fan base is and how excited the browns fans are to clamor to be in that stadium this fall you know i'm not gonna wish the summer away by any means <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna do it um i love the warm weather i'm gonna enjoy being at the beach being at the pool i'm really gonna enjoy my time but i will tell you once that fall rolls around once september comes we're gonna be itching i'm itching now but it's gonna be pretty severe once once we hit the fall um just 88 days. Is that Sorry. it? Is that all? Okay. I think we can do it. I think we can, I think we can wait. Uh, Dustin, why don't you tell our listeners about our uh, good friends over at Gutterpy? So Gutterpy uh, will actually probably join us next week. Andy, great local company. Um, build the best tents, canopies. And he has actually designed Alley for those harsh winters um, in Cleveland or the rain and you're tailgating. He actually has the patent alley. So when the rain comes off your, off your awning, of your canopy that you got. It goes right down the side so you don't get wet. They last for a long time and you can find him at gutterp.com. Um, but we have a little surprise. He built us something and we're gonna preview it next week. Allie and I are on the show. Um, but here's the cool thing, Allie. Just a few weeks ago, guess what he launched? Rentals. Now you can just rent them for your tailgates or your back. It doesn't get any better than that. Right, so you don't wanna buy it, right, Allie? You're gonna say, how often am I gonna use this thing? Now you can rent it. So go check them out at gutterp.com. Best in the business. Um, guys, if you can, we're going to welcome Tommy Togiai to the program here in about 15 minutes. If you want to drop a comment or a question that you would like for us to ask uh, Tommy Togiai live on the program, as you know, this is a show by the fans for the fans. So we'd like to get your feedback, your input, and anything you'd like to ask Tommy, uh, throw it here in the comments. Um, all right, Dustin, let's get into it a little bit here. Um, OTAs underway and you had a couple guys out uh, just due to some some soft tissue injury or just minor things like mm -hmm. that um, you know fields is out with the the foot situation um, but overall OBJ's out there today running some routes uh, not a bad thing to see Grant Delpit out there being pretty explosive um, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa just flying all over the place <laughs> Jadavion Clowney uh, I don't know if you've seen him but he looks to be in, in peak physical condition and another one I don't know if you saw is Donovan Peoples-Jones he looks yes. pretty darn good yeah I, I tell you what one of the things uh, that I want to see come out of this OTAs we know the offense is going to be there right that's they're going to be good right yeah. and you know we need to get OBJ back into form and get you know get on there I'm really excited to see all these new starters gel on defense yeah see this unit come together over the next four to six weeks and just see what this becomes because i do think this can become an elite defense it can be a, impose their will on opponents in the national football league so i'm excited for the defense i mean give me defense all day long um eating up quarterbacks on the other side of the ball or getting yeah. intercepted that, that I, I live for that alley so that 
But when I'm looking at OTs, I'm looking at how the defense is forming the line. We'll get a little bit more of that here in a few minutes. But that's kind of what I've been taking away from the OTAs is watching that defense. Come. Who, who are you most excited to see um, in OTAs? Now, now, we're very fortunate. Browns are putting out a lot of videos, a lot of highlights. Um, some of the local media that is there putting it out on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, so want to give them credit for putting those out. But it's been great mm-hmm. as us fans to be able to watch that. Yeah. Who have you been interested to see kind of just coming out of the gates here? JOK. Like, yeah. I really, you know, I look at JOK and I think, this is a place that in the past we thought, you know, maybe the weak link on the defense, right? You know, like maybe we could really shore that up. He comes into me and seems like he could be a day one starter. That's just my gut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just, I want to see him develop. Um, his smartness is so, I mean, the fact that he was probably on most boards, the number one linebacker to come out of the draft and then to drop to the second round and the Browns nab him. And then this thing with the heart thing that ended up being not anything at all. I think it's the steal of the draft. I really do think that could be the steal of the draft because he could be a, a cement on that side of the ball for the Browns for years to come. I'll, co- I'll co-sign that. I'll co-sign okay. that. Well, no, here, I, I, think, I got a pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right, Dustin. And, you know, normally Dustin and I like to argue a little bit, but I'm going to agree with you here. <laughs> I, I think that JOK First off, the Browns' patience in being able to hold off and say, you know what, we see him there at the end of the first round. We see him, but we're going to address a need in our corner room. Go get Greg Newsom, who, by the way, also another freak out there. Um, but be patient into the second round. And then, oh, my God, let's make a move and not give really anything up to go get him. Total steal. Right. And all he has to do is be somewhat of a contributor for it to be a steal. But for right. him to be an elite player, that is just – well, unheard of. it's right up Andrew Barry's playbook. I look at the same similarities that Nick Chubb dropping to the second round and the Browns grabbing him and knew how great of a running back he could be. And well, that's paid for. And then you have someone like this, like, well, are people just going to let him set out there? <laughs> They're stupid. We're going to go get him, right? Like, like, I think this is another Andrew Barry shrewd move to go bolster an area that he thinks could immediately fill a need. Okay, so you've got JOK. Um, I'm, I'm also going to agree with you. I'm excited to see the linebacker room as a whole. I think Anthony Walker, Walker Jr., excuse me, is super intriguing um, to watch that that uh, middle of the defense just run all over the place, fly all over the field. Um, that's one thing that Jadavion Clowney said in his press availability is, oh, my God, first and foremost, I have somebody that I can match up with physically alongside Miles Garrett uh, for the first time in my career, which is crazy to think that that's – what he said, he's played with some very, very talented athletes, including JJ Watt. Um, but what Correct. he said was the middle of the field is, is insane. And that's referring to guys like Anthony Walker, Jr. JOK. I, I mean, uh, Jacob Phillips, uh, there, there's a lot of, a lot of guys like that, but also another one that I think is just super intriguing and probably the biggest signing this off season, um, is John Johnson, excuse me, John Johnson, the third. Uh, oh, yeah. I think his his availability today, a couple uh, PBUs, almost an interception, just lockdown. You're going to have an mm-hmm. elite front seven, but also a secondary, barring injury, right, on all phases of, of this team, really, that can lock anybody down and shut anybody down. So you are absolutely preventing the pass, but you have guys that can stop the run up front. Yeah, and along those lines of just this defense and how the team is coming, I don't know if you had a chance to see what Travis Kelsey said about the Browns. I did. Yes. Yes. And I got to tell you, 
he's, you know, he's a pretty fair shooter guy, but for him to go out there and it, I don't think it was just, you know, just to blow smoke. Uh, no, definitely not. I think he, I think he was very serious and like, yeah, the Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs are neck and neck and it's going to be this way for years. I, yeah. I really think that he meant that. And, you know, and here's the other thing. Clowney has been on some really good other football teams other than the Cleveland Browns. So for him to say what he sees there with his own two eyeballs says a lot. I mean, I take that from guys that have been around the league and been in places where they've won Super Bowl. So I, I take credence when somebody makes a comment like that. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, offensively, who, who are you looking forward to seeing the most? You know, offensively, you know, that that's tough because, um, you know, I, they're all pretty good. I would like to see, well, quite honestly, I, OBJ. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty. Well, and what I mean by that is there's always been this, is he better or worse when he's on the Browns? And I think it's the stupidest argument that's out there. I think he's going to come back more determined, more focused than he's ever been probably in his entire career. You kind of set the way he went about his rehab and all that. So I'm really excited when they line up and you've got OBJ out there and like, who are you going to cover, right? You're going to have all these guys. So I'm really looking to see, I'm going to call it for what it is. OBJ could be the comeback player of the year in the national football league. I think there, I mean, and I don't think that's saying too much, but he could light it up this season and maybe get us over the hump. I can tell you this, if he was in Kansas city. Um, yeah. If he was anywhere, here's the thing, yeah. Dustin, and I can't even believe that I'm saying this, but I feel like a lot of people have like forgotten about Odell Beckham jr. And like who he is and what he brings right. to the table, because you know, if you remember when he went down last year, things were still fairly questionable in terms of the Cleveland Browns, you know, is Baker the guy? Is is, is there an issue with Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker's chemistry? Like there were some question marks. Now there were some really highlighted areas like the play in uh, in Dallas, right? Like he sealed, sealed the game. So he's- But that's my point. He can literally put a game away for it. That's no, exactly, exactly. But because that seemed like it was so long ago, and after he went down in Cincinnati, that's when things started to gel. That's when things started to pick up. Baker yep. found this offense. He found his groove. Everything started to click. So now with Odell Beckham Jr. coming back better and stronger than ever, and also you have continuity in the coaching staff in the same exact um, offense yeah. and bringing all of that back, plus an elite, elite wide receiver and a, 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 you know, a quarterback that's coming off of one of his best seasons. I don't know. I, I feel silly in saying People have forgotten about Odell Beckham Jr. because he's such a big personality, but I mean, skill set wise, that's what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, Ali, it was just by sure happenstance that he got injured and the Browns kind of took off. It yeah. wasn't because they didn't need him by any means. Um, as we know, we also saw what happened in week one against Baltimore. Guess what? We hadn't gelled as a unit, and guess who was there? OBJ. But guess yeah. what? As the season progressed and you had games like, you know, the toss from, you know, Landry to Odell, you know, and then one where he sealed the game. You can blow open a game on one or two plays because when you have those guys all in the field, it changes the dynamic. And by the way, if you're a defense, you have to, you can't double team everybody, right? So that's my my issue. And I just, it just kind of pisses me off when people go after OBJ. I'm like, you know what? Take OBJ and just 
funnel it inside and just prove them wrong. We have no tolerance for Odell Beckham Jr. or Baker Mayfield slander <laughs> on this program. Um, Dustin, before we welcome Tommy Togiai onto the program, I want to announce some winners. We had some really fun contests that we were yes. we were able to have some uh, listeners participate in. Um, we had a a uh, a um, excuse me an I just literally had a stroke live on the program. Um, we had a Wyatt Teller signed mini helmet uh, that we were able to give away. And I want to announce the winner of that. Uh, Jeff Warrose at uh, JXW727 on Twitter. So Jeff, congratulations. I apologize if I butchered your name. Um, and, and we like to thank our sponsor who actually did absolutely. Cleveland actually presented that for us. And uh, you can always get great stuff at their store. So. No, absolutely. They're truly like the best in the game go check them out as well uh, and we're also really excited to announce the winner of a, a turkey jones autographed uh, photograph uh so drum roll please the winner of that uh goes to one of our listeners of the program uh curtis wall noah so curtis congratulations to you uh we will be messaging both you and jeff to get your contact information to send those out uh, we want to thank everybody who participated in our uh in our uh, little contest here, we will have more coming. So be, be sure to uh, stay tuned. And Every week, guys, we're giving more and more away. Got it. We've got it. Absolutely. Um, before we get into uh, having Tommy on here in a few moments, I want to give a shout out to our friend Katie Klonowski from Keller Williams. Uh, guys, if you're buying or selling a home or if you have any questions regarding real estate, an investment property, go to Katie. Uh, she's out of Keller Williams, Northeast Ohio, out of Cleveland truly, truly can help along your journey. Uh, she's one of the best real estate agents that one I've ever talked to. Um, I would have loved to have her so here nice. when so I went nice. through the process, but having somebody there that can walk you through it, hold your hand and gradually take you through the entire process. will put your mind at ease. She's awesome. Go check her out. Uh, Katie Klonowski out of Keller Williams there in Cleveland. So Dustin, uh, what do you think? You want to welcome Tommy to the, to the chat? You know, if Tommy's there, come on in, Tommy. Uh, let's bring you in. Let's get him. Let me admit him here into the program. And joining us now, a fourth round pick out of the Ohio State University, um, Cleveland Browns defensive tackle, Tom Togiai. Tommy, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How about you? Good, good. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, anytime. Tommy, how, how the past couple of days been? I'm sure it's been busy. I'm sure you've been working hard. We got to speak with Porter Gustin last last week. He just mentioned, you know, the work that you guys are putting in. It's a lot of fun. Walk us through it. How's it been for you? What's your experience been like so far? Yeah, no, it's been really good. Uh, starting off with rookie minicamp, that went really well. Meeting all the guys and the coaches, getting, getting into the building and everything. So, I mean, it was really good just meeting everybody uh, for the first time and then getting on the getting on the field, getting back to work because, I mean, been out of football for a little while. So now getting back to work, really great to get out there. So, Tommy, I know as we talked a little earlier today. So, you know, as you come, you've come a long way in your journey, right, from your Idaho roots in Pocatello, Idaho, right, and now to Ohio, the Ohio State, and now to Cleveland. What has that meant for you to finally hear your name on draft day and to be you know, you are now a National Football League player, like for your family and everything. What did that feel like? And kind of walk us through that process. I mean, you knew you're probably going to go to some team. And then of all places, you just have to go up the road, you know, just a few hours and you're going to Cleveland. So tell us a little bit how that kind of all came out those days around the draft. 
Yeah, no, it was just like feeling the roller coaster of emotions, especially like once I heard my name get called and I mean, family going crazy and everything. So, I mean, it's just like a rush. You have emotions all hit me. And then like just to be able to come back to Ohio, my time in Columbus, I mean, I loved it there. And then just, yeah, two hours, like you said, two hours up the road. And uh, I'm really blessed because I know a lot of Ohio State fans or Cleveland Browns fans. So those carry over for me. I mean, excited to put on for the for Cleveland and ready to show what I can do. And kind of on that same note, um, I'm a huge Ohio State fan myself. Uh, you know, we're Browns fans. It's a show by the fans for the fans. Uh, I'm currently in South Carolina. Dustin, he's out in Idaho. Um, but we still have our roots back to Ohio. So I want to talk a little bit about Ohio State. Um, do you feel that you kind of had an advantage coming, you know, coming into the draft, coming into the NFL, coming from such a strong school? Um, a strong culture, uh, but physically as well. You've got guys like Mickey Marotti there in the strength and conditioning team there at Ohio State. Do you think that you were put in an advantage um, rather than maybe some of these other guys entering the draft coming from such a strong program? I mean, yeah. I mean, the culture there is just different than I think anywhere else in the in the country. Uh, the way, like, I mean, the guys handle some, themselves over there and the way coaches uh, coach their players over there. I mean, all the coaches, they have that different mindset of getting guys ready for the next level. So, I mean, it's, they develop you and get you ready for this, this, I mean, this process and get you ready for how you're going to perform at the next level. So, I mean, it's really just, I think, that different type of culture there and getting you ready for the next level. Along that, I know you mentioned the OTAs. When you attended, you know, Brown's rookie OTAs and that, what has been the biggest surprise as you've made that transition from the NFL now or from, excuse me, from college to now the National Football League? What has been like, you know, your biggest surprise or the thing that you've encountered that you didn't maybe see as you kind of came into camp and stuff so far? Uh, maybe just like uh, it really kind of just they're throwing so much at you, like all at once because really – like throwing it to the fire, like you said. I mean, like I would say, it's like you're learning a bunch of all the new plays, the system, whatnot, and then you also got lifts and everything, and then you got to kind of get into that routine. So kind of just like everything's just coming fast. It's kind of just, I guess, the biggest thing for me. So I uh, I put out a call to our listeners prior to having you on. We like to get engagement from some of our listeners. Uh, one of our friends of the program, Jason, he says it's 821 on a Wednesday night in Michigan still sucks. Um, so I just had to had had to let you know that one. <laughs> um, so, Tommy, I, I got to ask, um, you know, with the rookie minicamp, it was a little bit different this year than it had been uh, previously in years past, um, you know, before you'd have just a ton of players there trying to um, just, you know, get a spot. Um, now it was a little bit more uh, intimate with some of these coaches. What was that like to have more one-on-one -on -one time um, with Coach Kiffin? And really, what did that look like for you during that process? Yeah, so for the D-line, we only had like, we had like four guys total for, yeah, like the rookie minicamp and then kind of during most of the OTAs. So, I mean, we tried to just use that to my advantage, just getting the one-on-one -on -one coaching, really trying to develop, learn the system, get the plays down and everything. So, I mean, it really just tried to take advantage of that time, really enhancing myself and getting, getting right into the system. With that said, you know, being a big, you know, fan base of Ohio State fans there and now transitioning to the Cleveland Browns, what kind of, speaking to Allie's point there, what kind of experience have you had with fans so far? Obviously, a lot of fans like you from Ohio State. And now, have you been able to, when you've been in Cleveland or around the Ohio area, have you been recognized? Have they come up to you? Or, you know, what has that been like now that you're a Brown and switching over from the Bucks? Yeah, there have been a few times where I've been, like, out, like, at the store or whatnot. 
people have recognized like me, I guess, get drafted. They're like, can't wait to watch you on Sundays and stuff like that. So, I mean, they kind of picked up already quick because, I mean, yeah, like, they, you know, I was from Ohio State. And so, yeah, they kind of just carried over and they said they're just excited to watch me. I can't wait to play for them. I love it. Um, Browns fans, Buckeye fans, you know, there's there's nobody like us out there. We're, we're crazy and we're just thrilled to have you. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about, you know, that defensive line really all together. Um, you've got some very explosive players. You've got Miles, who's just, you know, a, a freak out there. Jadavion Clowney, who's an elite run stopper. Um, but you've got a lot of strength, including yourself there in the interior of that defensive line. Um, you know, I've seen uh, Malik McDowell. He's just a huge human being. Andrew Billings, same thing. But you bring a lot of strength to the table. Um, so I want to ask you just you know, and no metaphor here, no pun intended, but what would you say your greatest strength is and, and what are you looking forward to showcasing uh, this season? Yeah, I think, I mean, my physicality, I mean, using my hands like at the point of attack. So I think that's one of the best things I do and I can bring that to the table. I mean, especially in the run game, I think that I can help them out a lot in that. And there's still, I mean, a lot of work to be done, improving like my pass rush and stuff like that, getting right with Coach Kiff. But yeah, so I think those are, things I've been working on and going to improve on. Nice. Now that you've been at rookie camp and now in the OTAs, um, is there any other particular players that you've bonded with or you've asked for advice as you've navigated through camp and you're looking forward to in the upcoming season? Have you kind of bonded with any players or anything and kind of, you know, kind of look for that help? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, when Malik Jackson came to first, like first week, like when he came to OTAs, his first time at OTAs, he was already like one of those guys I already knew, like was standing out as like a type of leader in, in our room. So, I mean, he kind of was in there kind of coaching us up on whatever drill we're doing, when we're doing team stuff or whatever. He's just already coaching people up, coaching me up and everything. So, I mean, I try to use that to my advantage to take all the advice I can from him. I mean, he's like a 10 year plus vet. So, I mean, I got to take, take the advice I can and try to, hands it into my own game just be a sponge during this time and learn as much <laughs> as you can sure. um we had porter on last week and he actually said the same thing we asked him same you know enough. who's who's stepped up who's been a help and he said you know malik has just been a source of knowledge and a source of wi uh, wisdom um during this time so i kind of want to pick your brain on that just a little bit more um you know just comparing Ohio State to the Cleveland Browns, I'd say Ryan Day, from what I know from the outside looking in, Ryan Day, Kevin Stefanski, kind of similar in their approach. They embrace work. Um, that's kind of their mentality, building the culture, setting a certain standard. Have you have you noticed that their coaching, you know, style is is similar in any way? What's it been like going from um, you know, Coach Day to Coach Stefanski so far? I mean, yeah, they do have their similarities and then they're also, yeah, different too. But yeah, I mean, I think just having that, yeah, they're both like have the ways of setting that standard and that culture for their programs. Uh, that way, I think they are similar. Like they, they know what needs to get done and they want their players to know what they need to improve on and what we need to get done for each, like each week and all that. So, I mean, I think that's where I think the similarities, I mean, can't compare. So I think that's why. Tommy, here's, you know, every player with a new season, be it college, be it high school, be it now the National Football League, it says, you know, things are faster, things are thrown at you um, thousands of miles an hour. What kind of personal goals have you set for yourself as you come into the upcoming season personally, as you go into the season, what have you put on the board, like one, two, three kind of personal goals? You kind of say, hey, here's what I want to do, A, B, and C, as you can, or, you know, however you put that out. What, what, what have you done personally, like to go in and look and do? 
Yeah, so, I mean, for me, I mean, right now, I'm just trying to keep it simple. Just try to, I mean, get in the rotation, try to gain as much playing time as I can. So, I mean, just really do well during when we come back for a real training camp starts up. Got to do well in that. So, I mean, I don't really try to look too far ahead. Just got to take it week by week so so I can be able to be ready when the, I mean, first game comes around and preseason games come around. No, that's awesome. And Tommy, uh, uh, just a couple more here. Um, one from our good friend Norman that he put here in the comments. Um, he wants to know, did you practice at all from any other positions along the defensive line since there was only four um, defensive linemen at OTAs? Did you, were you able to, to get some experience elsewhere on the defensive line or were you just kind of right there in the middle? Yeah, no, I stayed inside. I mean, I'm between that, yeah, like nose guard and the three techniques. I was just getting work mainly inside. No, I didn't get a chance to go out to the edge, but yeah, I stayed inside. No, that's cool. That's awesome. It's always it's always nice, you know, for us fans to kind of get your perspective because especially mm -hmm. right now with with COVID and everything, we're kind of from the outside looking in, and it just seems like Dust and I were just saying, I won't wish the summer away, but we are looking forward to football season where we get to get to see it just a little bit more. Um, but Tommy, I'll get you out of here on this one. We greatly appreciate your time. Um, you know, you just come off of a, a championship run at Ohio State this year. You attack Clemson, which was, I've got to tell you, beautiful for me. I live down here in South Carolina. Loved that for me. Um, you know, you, you, you make a, a championship run, but then you come to a team like the Cleveland Browns who haven't been there, but we have a lot of aspirations to get there. What's that been like? Has it been uh, a, any change in your mindset or your approach um, and really the culture of the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, no, I kind of keep that same approach. Like, how I, I mean, I approach my game in college, just kind of stepping it up a level, I guess. And then, I mean, I think all the guys on the team know, like, what the goal is, the end goal is, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done before we get there. So, I mean, we got to just at this time, this moment, just got to be able to put that work in before we get, get too far ahead of ourselves right now. No, you're absolutely right. I'll get you out of here. Last one, I promise, Tommy. Have you had in Cleveland yet? Have you been graced with uh, Angelo's Pizza in Lakewood yet? No, I haven't tried it yet. Okay, Dustin, <laughs> we got to make it happen. Um, Angelo's is one of our great sponsors here for the Here We Go Brownies podcast. Um, best pizza in Cleveland. Be best, best hands down, best pizza in Cleveland. We'll make sure that you can get your, yourself a pizza over, hey, over there at Angelo's. Ask Miles Garrett. He's been in there a time or two. We've he will tell you how great it is. Um, but they're in Lakewood. It's great pizza. If you if you love the pizza, it's a great place to go get pizza. I'll have to check that out for sure. It's the best. It's the best. Tommy, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate you. Uh, and we're looking forward to continued success here in 2021. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Have a good one, Tommy. Thank you so much. Go you, Tommy. Browns. That is former the Ohio State University Buckeye <laughs> and current Cleveland Browns defensive tackle Tommy Togiai, a fourth round draft pick. Lots of fun. I, you know, Dustin. Alex, I'm just going to put this out there. I think he can stop the run. I'm just going to put it out there. That's the kind of guy you want to, you know, kind of cause a lot of chaos in the middle. I'm just saying. You know, I want to just talk real quick. First and foremost, what what an awesome guy. He's, I, I, I love watching him play. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm throughout his time at Ohio State. So I'm just so happy that the Browns were able to get their hands on him. So uh, great having him on. Um, but I just want to talk a little bit about the strength there on the defensive line. You've got Miles, you've got Jadavion, you've got Tack, you've got Curtis Weaver, by the way, Porter Gust, and you've got those guys who are really ready to make an impact there on the edges. But the inside of that interior, of that defensive line, mm -hmm. we talk strength. Andrew Billings, Malik Jackson, 
Malik McDowell, by the way, if you haven't seen him, that is a beast of a human being. Tommy Togiai, who I don't know if you saw his, uh, his, his pro day bench. It's (laughs) unbelievable. Um, Just the overall strength that is on that front four. Jordan mm-hmm. Elliott, that's another one. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the rotation there, you've got not only do you have just strength and power, but you've got dominant explosiveness. Well, think about that, Allie. You have the, the defensive line that's going to be, I think, just gel. And then you're going to have the next unit of the linebackers. That's like mm-hmm. you're going to have multiple levels on defense that are going to have to be dealt with. Um, again, this is what I'm really excited to look at this season is how well this is going to gel as a unit and how they're going to be able to rotate these players. I think we can wear down people on defense, and it's usually the other way around, but I think this defense can actually wear down some offenses. That's, I mean, this is going to be interesting. I'm so excited, Dustin. That's all <laughs> I am so excited. I can't wait. I really can't. Um, if you don't have one already, you need your official Here We Go Brownies podcast hat or shirt. Dustin's got that on right now. And you get that over at Only in Cleve. You can go check them out at onlyincleve.com. Use 10, get 10% by using promo code woof woof. All one word, W-O-O-F, W-O-O-F, all lowercase, uh, 10% at discount. So make sure you do that. Go get, go get one. You need it. And Brian over at Only in Cleve, he's the best. He's got everything you could possibly need. Ohio State, they got it. Cleveland Indians, they've got it. Cavs, you know they have it. Cleveland Browns, you bet they have it. So go check them out, Only in Cleve. Uh, they are fantastic. I was just going to tell you, Ali, I was speaking to him. He's, ha- he's widened the door, his new machine to make math shirts for people. Um, it's in there. It's going to be making shirts like there's never been tomorrow. Uh, he's getting trained on that, and he's going to show us some really cool stuff in a couple weeks. So just want awesome. to. You can't wait for that. I mean, truly, truly awesome. Um, speaking of awesome, uh, press availability, we talked a little bit about Jadavion Clowney and what he said about this defense, but I also want to talk a little bit about Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward and some of the comments that they made about their career as a Cleveland Brown. Essentially, both of them came out and said, I want to be a Cleveland Brown for life. Um, both of them obviously talking about contract extensions, Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield all do. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with Andrew Barry in this front office on yeah. who comes first and what's the amount. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit, but Dustin, I want to get your thoughts on, you've got two players, two elite household name players in Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward saying, I want to be here. I want to finish my career as a Cleveland Brown. And quite frankly, Dustin, that's not something that we're used to. Um, well, we used to have to beg, borrow, and plead to get Browns player or players to come to the Cleveland Browns. Um, what a culture change, Allie, in two years. I mean, literally in two years, um, the talking heads around the league even say it like, if you kind of got like, if you weren't alive for the last 20 years and you just walked into the Cleveland Browns, you would not even recognize the team from three or four years ago compared to what we have on the field now. Um, I It humbles me, honestly, to have players say they want to be here for life. It kind of reminds me a little bit, probably, um, from my memory of what it would have been like the Clay Matthews, mm-hmm. and Dixons of the, of the, you know, the Bernies of the year, you know, in the past that said, hey, I want to be here for a long time because I see something really good here. And I think this is where I want to be. And I kind of feel like that culture has come full circle mm-hmm. a couple decades later, two or three, right? And it just seems like these guys want to be in Cleveland. They have roots there now. They like the culture. 
They want to stay there. And I just, that's the feeling I get. Like, I think we're going to look 20 years down the road, Allie, and this is going to be the new generation of players that like, you know what? I live in Cleveland, Ohio. I stayed here. You know, I think you're going to have some players out of this bunch that are going to stay there and be like, no, I, I have an identity with this city. And you know what's crazy to think, Dustin, is the fact that all of these guys on this Cleveland Browns team, this is a young group. This is a very, yes. very, very young group. When you look at your veteran players, you've got Damian Square, nine years in the league. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, he's right up there, eight or nine. Those are your older guys, which is crazy. Which is crazy, crazy to think. Um, yeah. These guys, median age, I would imagine, is probably about 24, 25 years old. But to have those young guys be the ones to set the culture, to mm-hmm. set that standard, to set the tone, really says something about the culture that Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, and this front office have, have implemented. And actually giving credit where it's due, going back to the Dorsey days, going back even to Sashi mm-hmm. Brown being able to acquire those assets and build yeah. this um, we went well, through some pretty lean years where it wasn't so special, but we're finally on the cusp of something very special. And Dustin, if you go back now, I wasn't around for this, but in the eighties, you have Bernie. I mean, even if you go back to Brian Sype, some really, really incredible and very special teams, but none of which did it all. None of which right. went the whole way. I think finally knock there the where door. we have, knock on the door. we've got that special team, but to take it one step farther and actually do it is something that would mean well, ever explain. I was talking family. to our, I was talking to our friend, Johnny Cleveland about that or Danny Cleveland, excuse me. And you know what he said? The Cavaliers won the championship and the city loved that. He goes, do you know what this will mean? If the Cleveland Browns win the Super Bowl, just get to the Super Bowl. Let's just call it that. Just get over the hump and get in the Super Bowl. I was like, yeah, the river may catch on fire again. I was like, this will be your, I mean, the city will go nuts, right? Like this. Can is- you imagine? And I mean, yes, I, that would be a wonderful, wonderful thing. But could you imagine if the Cleveland Browns host the AFC championship game in Cleveland, Ohio? Well, can you imagine that? Because the I Super have- Bowl, the Super Bowl is a little bit different. You know, the environment's a little bit different, but could you imagine being in Cleveland for the AFC championship game? That's, it's funny you mentioned that. So I have two packs that I've made in my life. One of them was with my friend that made me a Browns fan in the third grade. Okay. He said, I will be there. You will be there for the AFC championship. If it's in Cleveland, because he literally said, that is it. And Danny asked me that same question. Now, just a few days ago, he goes, Dustin, would you rather be at the Super Bowl or would you rather be in Cleveland for the AFC championship game? I said, that's not even a question to me. To be with all those fans walking out of that stadium, and when that click, when that clock goes down to the double zero, and you, Dustin, I almost, I'm ready. I know, right? Like ready to cry. I can't. But I'm saying, I mean, you will have people in tears. You'll have people hugging each other because what this team means to that city, right? Like, I mean, if you think about, we'll go, we'll, you know, we'll get, we'll go back and be a little melancholy here. But in the '80s, Cleveland wasn't a great place to live, Allie. The economy was horrible. You know what kept that city together? The Cleveland Browns, the Bernie Kozar. He talked about this at the NFL draft uh, Chuck talk. Literally, he felt it in his heart. I got to go back and build a winner here because these guys are getting laid off. They're unemployed. And I want to bring something back to the city. And everybody kind of came around them. And, and then that's why you have people yelling at the draft alley, Bernie, Bernie, right? Because they love him because he knows what he brought to the city of Cleveland, right? He understands that because he's from there, right? And it was just 
it just, that's what I feel this team knows is on their back. Um, and I got to tell you, if anything, I'm going to put it out there. Any Browns fans that are watching this or any players, go win this one for Jim Brown. Go win it for Jim Brown. Win it for the, the greatest running back of all time for Cleveland. Go win it for that guy. In his life, I want him to see a Super Bowl because that guy has been there for that team forever. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, sorry. <laughs> He's a you know, Dustin, when we, when we talk like this and we're talking Super Bowl aspirations, which is crazy to think. It's crazy to think that we're there. But when we talk about it, and you ask the question, would you rather be at the AFC title game or would you rather be at the Super Bowl? I mean, without a, without a doubt, you're, you're in Cleveland for the championship. Um, Super Bowl, my dad and I have talked about this. We're not even sure how, like the quality of, of the viewing experience because you saw how <laughs> I was when, that, when, the, uh, when, when the Pittsburgh Steelers snapped it over Big Ben's head and into the end zone and we recovered it. I ran into the street. I ran into the street. <laughs> If we were to score at all during the Super Bowl, if we were to make it to the Super Bowl and just on the first drive, I can't promise what I'll do. At that point, I will be living, I, I'll be living at the beach. I might swim out to sea. That's where I'll be. I will just be so emotional. I'll be Allie, so dramatic. Allie, we've already talked about this. If the Browns go to the Super Bowl, even if we're outside, inside, whatever, we're, we're going to make it to the Super Bowl. We'll be at the Super Bowl because that will be an, an amazing experience. Just because here's the thing. I sometimes look at the Browns, I compare them to the Chicago Bears. I feel if they get there, they know they have to win it. They're not going to be the Buffalo Bills where they get there multiple times and they don't win it. I think they will know. We don't know if there's going to be a tomorrow and we got to win it today. That's just kind of my gut. They'll be that team that knows this is it, man. We, we got to win this for the city. Like, I think they'll feel that and go for it. Um, because some teams, you know, they get spoiled and they go to the Super Bowl a lot of times and they don't win it. Uh, and I just think Cleveland, if they do, do get there, I think they'll have that. The city will be so much behind them. One thing that I really admire about the, the Browns right now and all of the, the guys on the roster is when, when asked, when you ask Baker Mayfield, oh, how, what do you think about going to 0-16? You know, he said, it's in the past. Uh, I'm the guy that can fix it. Same with yep. Jarvis. You know, what, what, there's nothing to talk about. You know, we're, we're all, all ahead here. Yeah. But at the same time, they work every day knowing what their goal is and when they get there, Dustin, I think they will remember what the, the fans have been through. You know, they don't, they don't look at, at 0 and 16, 1 and 15 now because it doesn't matter. But once they get to that level of achievement, they'll take a look back and say, we, we did it for the fans, right? Like we did it for them who went through it all. Well, and I, I can look in my, you know, go back in my memory and you'll remember this, like we're the, this, this, the switch was flipped for me because, you know, I would go down and watch Browns games every Sunday. And I'm like, I mean, Allie, I will literally say this out loud, but I, I know all the Browns fans that are watching this are going to laugh. You would literally go, well, they're probably going to win one game this month. <laughs> they're going to win one game out of this month. Cause they, they win anything from, they win four to seven games. That's kind of where they fell. Right. They never got to eight and eight. They just, Hey, Hey, they got to win one of these games. And I just, now that that culture has changed and, that Jets game, when Baker came in, I knew they were going to win that football game even when they were down because you could tell the crowd flipped and they, the script was like, that was it. The, the past was in the past and the future was bright. And, that, and I look at that game and I think that's where it all changed for the Cleveland Browns. You know, Dustin, when you look at the past five years, let's just say, 
the past five years, there's certain moments that you remember specifically when they drafted Baker, when Baker went into that, that game against the Jets, when they traded for Odell Beckham Jr. But you know what one sticks out to me is when they traded for Jarvis Landry. I will never forget that day. Mm. I'll never forget that day. You're coming off of 0-16. And, and I remember <laughs> being at work. And I, and I, was, I was texting my friend, the doctor, and we had said, I asked him, literally with tears in my eyes, I said, do you think we're going to win a game this year? And he was like, yeah. But I'm like, but do you think so? He's like, yes. And I needed that reassurance. I really did. I really did because we were so burnt. But getting somebody like Jarvis, oh, yeah. who, Jarvis, Baker, guys like that who are the heart and soul of this Cleveland Browns team to right the ship, get it where it needs to be. Now, I'm not saying that it, it, it was all – pretty after that because it wasn't we know that browns fans 2019 not great but to right the ship to go over those speed bumps and to keep going and i really think that there there is there is some beautiful things on the horizon for us Browns. and you think about that ali jar what jarvis did for the culture in this locker room and and now fast forward to the jarvis landry softball game but to watch nfl um hard knocks and see him really call out those other wide receivers in that room and be like, no, you're not going to be lazy. And you know what? You're going to, you're going to toe the line. And I just think that it takes that kind of culture. And what have we learned, Allie, the difference between 2019 and 2021 and 2020 coaching matters of more than any sports out there, especially the national football league coaching matters, because guess what? There are those decisions in a game where you have to decide if you're going to go for it on fourth down. I could be wrong on this, but I think Stefanski went for it more on fourth down than any coach in the National Football League. Do you remember Do you remember when everybody was upset because they went out and they got Kevin Stefanski and they got Andrew Barry because they were all into analytics? Do you remember that when everybody was upset about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not a football guy. Yeah, but I was like, but, <laughs> but those are the kind of things you want where the coach has to look in his gut. Um, and you know what, what I love about Coach Stefanski? Right after that Kansas City Chiefs game, he 100% owned it, and he said, you know what? I can look at two or three things in this game specifically that I could do better, and I will be better next year, and I'll fix this. Like, I, the accountability, right? And I just think coaching matters in this league. And Jarvis Landry comes up and goes, we got a good one in Kevin Stefanski. That just tells me. Like, he knows that people respect him, and they're going to get behind him. Coaching does matter. You know what else matters? Continuity and yeah. continuity in the coaching staff. We talk about bringing the same guys back, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb. Those guys were familiar with this offense. But even defensively, Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, those guys that have been there, Ronnie Harrison, they're familiar with what Joe Woods wants to run. And what's crazy to think, Dustin, is all those guys are coming back, but so is the entire coaching staff. The entire yeah. Which is rare when you win a playoff game and you go into the second round. That's rare. Uh -huh. That's they're usually insane. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. You, you never have that. Um, so that that's unheard of. That's unheard of. Actually, I think I heard something uh, and I want to give credit, but I, I, I'm not remembering where it was um, where I heard it. But Wyatt Teller in his his four seasons, he's had four separate offensive line coaches. Mm. And I mean, it talks loudly to what Baker went through with several different several different play callers and that continuity makes a huge huge difference and to think that at this time last year it was just all install all basic all fundamentals of what this yeah. offense can be but now 
you will throw in the complex wrinkles. You'll have much more than what we saw last year, which is just crazy think we, to think. Well, I mean, Allie, it's crazy to think that NFL teams do this, but if you think that about in real life, if you worked in a company where your new boss comes in, a new boss every year, and they flip the script, as an employee, you're, you, you never know what, you, you're, what, what your expectations are, or where you're supposed to, you know, like improve upon because they're flipping a script every year, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, how crazy is it, Allie, that the teams that have the coaches with the most longevity usually are the most stable and the most winningest teams. Wow. Imagine that. Like it actually works because they know that there's stability when they come in from a player's perspective. Right. I know this coach isn't going to go anywhere. I know this coach has been here a while. This is my defensive coordinator. Right. Yeah. Or this is my offensive line coach. And you just see that, Allie. I mean, it just it just makes sense that that's how things are built in the NFL. Um, but. Again, it's a, what have you done for me lately? Sometimes league and you have, unfortunately, sometimes owners get a little, uh, you know, quick to the trigger and want to make a change. And it just sometimes giving somebody that extra chance, you, you just never know, right? You never know. Hindsight's 2020. Mm -hmm. But I look at that sometimes I'm like, I, as a Browns finale, that is the thing that's probably frustrated me is the most is like black Monday would come in the national football. You're like, Oh, I know who's going to get fired today. One of these six coaches is going to be my guy. <laughs> you know, that's, it's just, and I'm like, damn it. It's, we're starting over again. Right. Like, it's just, you, it just, it's frustrating as a fan. And I'm like, man, Allie, this is the fourth season that Baker's coming into. And imagine that we're winning football games and there's that, you know, you know, it, it took us 20 some tries, but Hey, <laughs> but <laughs> better than nothing it's better than nothing uh right. but with with that you know you've got father's day coming up and a, a nice yeah. father's day present would be of course uh, a, a nice cleveland browns win as we approach this this season uh, but also another thing is some cleveland ketchup so if you need something to get your father or uh just whoever your prominent figure is in your life that's cleveland ketchup they're the best um throughout all your all your big name brands go get cleveland ketchup if, especially if you are in northeast ohio it is the best they've got some awesome flavors um here's a nice review actually from one of our listeners mark he says the only complaint that i have about cleveland ketchup is that i have to lick my plate like a dog if there's any left <laughs> <laughs> that's how good it is i've had several people reach out to me and say that they've tried the different flavors they've got classic which i just had on my french fries this evening they've got bacon and bourbon which put that on a burger by the way and they've got ghost Ooh, pepper, I never, so. ooh that, that, that'd be really good on a burger yeah. oh yeah big time big time so if you're looking for something to get your father or uh that prominent role model there in your life this upcoming weekend look no further get them some stadium mustard and some cleveland ketchup and on top of that get them an angelo's pizza too just go all out just eat just eat and if you want to buy him a house call katie uh katie klanowski you know by the way get him a, an official here we go brownies podcast hat or t-shirt from only in cleave that's the way to go about it that's the way to go about it i love it Allie. yeah so any, <laughs> any more fun comments there Allie? that uh, anybody yeah, i'm running through them any, um, any more personal questions guys throw a personal yeah, question you have a personal question here throw it on in there you want to know what dustin did today Dustin, what'd you have for lunch today? What did I have for lunch today? Well, Allie, you, you don't know this. We haven't talked about this. I am trying to lose, folks, 20-some pounds. And let me tell you, it's hard to take off 20 pounds. It, it's a hard thing to do. I'm kind of going keto light. I can't go total keto because I would go crazy. But I just had an energy bar and a, and a, and a protein shake. <laughs> so it's hey, like I can't judge you. You know what I had for lunch today? What's that? Nothing. Nothing. 
Not yes. great. Not great. It was one of those days. I was so busy. Yeah. I forgot to eat breakfast and lunch. So don't do that. Don't do that. But Ali, here's what our listeners are probably going to want to know. How's Birdie doing? You know, we, we uh, you, yeah. Birdie. So yeah. If you, um, if you, if you follow me, um, I put out there last, uh, late last week, um, my sweet, sweet puppy birdie had a, gave me a pretty good scare, um, down here in South Carolina, sago palm trees, or they're like little plants. Um, they're everywhere down here. It's standard landscape. It's just everywhere, yep. but they are incredibly toxic to dogs. Yes. Um, uh, my neighbor has one, um, you know, many of my neighbors do, they're just out, um, we're out on a walk. We're just running around going crazy birdie. I think what happened was, I don't even think she ate one. I think she just had a leaf, uh, or a palm and had it in her mouth. Um, being playful, right. Being playful. playful. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It was a total accident and I'm not even sure if that's what it was, but immediately her poor little belly was rock hard. She became very ill, very quickly had to rush her to the emergency vet. Um, they, had to pump her stomach a little bit, poor thing. So we've had a, a rocky uh, week, weekend into this week of just her not feeling so great, but she's back to normal. She's back in action. She's back to her playful self. Actually, I'm surprised you guys can't hear her out there. Um, well, I have Bronco the Bulldog and you know, like I, you know, my heart kind of dropped when I saw that. Cause I know, you, it, well, first of all, it's a puppy, it's new to you and you're trying to, trying to, you know, get it into your life. And, and I had a uh, similar thing with Bronco one time. He, uh, he got, cause they're bulldogs, right? They're smashed. They can't breathe. They're already. So he started kind of like lunging and starting to like, um, and I, this is going to sound a little graphic, but he fell over Allie. Like he literally passed out cause he was choking. I had a hand in his mouth to remove the, the blockage uh -huh. and him back. So uh -huh. talk about a dramatic situation with a dog. Um, and it's just, it just, it happens. And I'm like, well, what if I was not here and this happened to him, right? Yes. You think that was exactly what I said, because she had been fine all day. It didn't hit her right away. I worked from home. She was just laying at my feet. And then all of a sudden, boom! my sister, she's like, she's not right. I'm like, oh, she's okay. And then I, I felt her stomach. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. It happened like that. And I was just right. thinking to myself, she had been normal all day. What if I just put her back in her crate, you know, went to the grocery store or something. Right. What if, um, yeah. I'm right where you're supposed to be, you know, everything happens for a right. reason, but definitely a learning opportunity. Anybody that is out there that is living in the South, vacationing in the South, bringing your puppy <laughs> down here, please just be mindful. Um, Sago palms, they're very beautiful, but they are very poisonous. So please just be mindful of that. I can't stress it enough. It was yeah, incredible. That, that actually brings me to another situation. <laughs> so before Bronco, Allie, I actually had a dog named Cleveland. 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 Yeah, Cleveland the Bulldog. He was the original dog out of my, you know, because Bulldogs live about 10 to 12 years, but he was my original Cleveland an ex-wife of mine thought it would be really a nice idea to put a poinsettia. Oh, no. Yeah, that is very toxic and very poisonous. Yeah. Well, he was just curious and guess what he did? Oh no. Ate it. Of course I grab him and then drive 70 miles an hour to that because they had to pump his stomach. But it's funny. You don't think about that sometimes like, oh crap. You think it's pretty in the house and it's Christmas time. I mean, you don't think about that. Um, yeah, that was not a good night, <laughs> but uh you know, these things, we, we love our dogs. We all do, right? We're, I mean, this, where I live, dogs are huge. Everybody has a dog, it seems like. Um, but yeah, you just, those moments in your life were like, well, what if I wasn't home and he got into the poinsettia, right? It's kind of crazy, so. Yeah, just keep that in your back pocket. Be mindful, right? Be careful. It was, it was very scary. Um, 
yeah so that was that was crazy um but speaking of speaking of losing weight dustin i actually just joined this place it's called hot works i don't know if you've ever heard of something like it i think it's it's only down here in the south right now my sister and i've been going it's saunas maybe like nine by nine maybe, <laughs> maybe not even maybe not that big you can only fit three people in and there's like 10 saunas in the gym and they're private oh, wow. so you book one and they've got like hot cycling um hot yoga hot pilates like there's Ooh. these different classes i've done it hot yoga intense oh. it is intense but it is the most refreshing workout i've ever done so um it's been a lot of fun we've been we've been doing that weekly and it's it's crazy it's crazy so i've been like eating like crazy believe it or not i didn't eat today but my stomach's been a bottomless pit so uh i've been putting that cleveland ketchup and stadium mustard to to good use around my house it's probably honestly it's probably a, a reset for you too a little bit isn't it kind of like a, it's you know, very therapeutic yeah <laughs> it's, i was like i kind of like this you know Allie and i you know kind of get ready for a show i think this is very healthy for you Allie. if i had to say like, you should do more of this and just you know like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Keep going doing this yeah yes very much so uh dustin any closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful wednesday evening no um i just wish it was football season tomorrow but you know what we got to get the defense to gel. We got the offense. Um, I'm excited. Uh, we got some more things to maybe announce about us, possibly another side in Cleveland. Um, that may be coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, to announce that. But uh, just a thank you to all of our listeners. Another thank you for Tommy Togiai for joining the show tonight. Uh, his family that joined, thank you. Uh, we love him. Uh, he's going to be a great addition to the Cleveland Browns. I think he's going to be awesome. So with that, Allie, that's all I got. Yeah, great stuff. I want to give a shout out to all of our sponsors. We appreciate all that you do. Um, you truly are the best. All of our listeners, we appreciate you a great deal. Uh, we've, we'll have some more prizes to give away soon. So please stick around to learn how you can be a lucky winner, winner, chicken dinner of some of those items. Um, and of course, a huge shout out to Tommy Togiai. What a guy. Loved having him on. Such a good guy. Such a, a good athlete. We're excited to, to watch him as we go into this season. But other than that, guys, stay safe. Stay healthy, and as always, go Browns. Cleveland, this is for you. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rocket brown and orange with me, baby. Let's fry. Represent the land. Let them know. Tell them here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. 